0: You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Gomerang. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace.
1: My name's Camille Brace, and you're listening to Mission Lab, and I'm here with my husband, Sean, and you're listening to episode 33, Does God Need Us to Dress Up? And I will say that as we uh, record this, we are hitting record temperature... Lowe's here in Maine. So
0: we're definitely dressed up. We have clothes on as it's freeze, <laughs> below as freezing. As we
1: normally do when we record yes, a podcast. that's
0: true. That's It's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, but, but what is it, like negative one? Uh, yes, with the wind, wind chill, chill of, of what? Negative 20, 23
1: or something like that. 24 below
0: and you'll hear our our forced hot air coming on every like 30 seconds because it's so <laughs> frigid and cold here. But we're surviving. We had a blizzard this week, right?
1: And we, yeah, we got about eighteen inches, Foot and, and we're probably going on what a week and a half of this frigid temperature. But yeah, the end is in sight. We're getting rain next week, so the end is
0: in sight. It's first week of January, and uh, the end is in sight. You're feeling
1: well? <laughs> that's quite yeah, optimistic.
0: It's supposed to be um, up into the th- high thirties. Later on Woo. this week, this is your AccuWeather Meteorology forecast. Thank you for tuning into the ten-day forecast. No, the funny but, thing
1: is that winter comes in Maine, and I am ready to leave every winter and go move to a different state. But then, if you've never experienced a Maine summer, yeah, it draws me back every yeah, that's, every year. As
0: people say, Maine summer is the reward for those who go through winter in Maine so if you have not gone through winter in Maine stay out of our state in the summer Um, also (laughs) also uh, for those of our friends who are listening down under Camille does speak at different events and she would be fielding speaking invitations for January and February of (laughs) every year
1: yes yes because
0: we know it's summer in Australia uh, but anyway, this is our topic. Does God need us to dress up? And what do we mean by that exactly? We uh, we got into, as we normally do, a good, hearty discussion with my family over the Christmas uh, season when we're there at my parents' house in Massachusetts. And one of the things we got to talking about, as we have before and as I've talked about with other people, is... Do we need to wear certain types of clothing when we go to our worship gatherings? Now, I will say, Camille, that part of me cringes that we were e- we we would even need to have this conversation. Some of our listeners who maybe go to other uh, non-denominational or evangelical churches. They are way beyond this. Some of our listeners who are not Christian at all, because there are some who uh, at this point have not, um, you know, made a decision to be Christians, they're probably thinking, what are they talking about? Dressing up to go to church. And yet, we find that with a lot of churches, especially Seventh day Adventist churches in this part of the country, there is an unspoken dress code. And that is men are supposed to wear Suit. suits and ties. Women are to be dressed nicely, you know, in a nice dress or skirt or whatever.
1: Although our our particular church actually only has two or three people that actually wear suits. You'll you'll. Often see flannel shirts in our flannel, neck of the woods up you here. A, flannel,
0: <laughs> a good flannel so, shirt. So our, our
1: church is definitely a little bit more dressed down than. Yeah,
0: for the most part, but we still do have a handful, and this is nothing against those individuals. I usually most Saturdays wear a suit. Um, in full disclosure, I don't want to, <laughs> but I have felt. He does like look
1: sharp though. I
0: do look sharp. Yes. Um, now, and some of you may be thinking, like, what does this have to do with mission? Why are we talking about uh, what we wear to a gathering of believers? That's a good point. Why,
1: Why are we talking about
0: it? Well, for me, the issue itself is not really the issue. It's a symptom to some degree of what the values are of a congregation. And are we going to insist that people wear certain things and if so does that indicate a couple of things does that indicate that number one we do not have a firm grasp of the gospel which liberates us from making a big deal of what we'll call non-moral issues and number two does it indicate that we are not an inclusive community? So in other words, if you walk into our building when we're gathering together and um, we are uh, you know, having people come in that we're discipling, if they walk in and they're not dressed up, are we going to, well, are they going to feel welcome?
1: Yeah, and we've had a couple of uh, visitors who have come to our church and um, immediately felt that we had invited and immediately felt very out of place because they had not come dressed up. Mm. Um, one in particular had sh- worn shorts and he immediately was like, oh man, I'm underdressed. I was like, no, you're perfectly fine. You know, you fit right in. But I mean, I, I would probably feel the same way where you go to an event or you go to a program and and you've come, let's say, really dressed up and it's just the opposite where everyone's mm. like, you know, dress down. Yeah. You're going to feel a little out of place. Um, and so that's exactly what happened when they came to, so that was, to our that church. was a couple
0: of different situations. Yeah. Cause we actually had, um, some of our friends say, oh, we're going to, we're going to leave because, and that happened to be a Saturday where it seemed like there was more than <laughs> usual dress up in a suit. And I'm like, And I had actually told people to dress down because it was like a a special day where we were inviting our uh, non you know church members. And so I show up and I'm like, more people are wearing suits than usual. It's like this is Murphy's Law. But um, but it's it's it seemed like, you know, it feels like when we do dress up, we give off an an air of non-inclusiveness. And we insist that you know people reach a certain level of, of uh, dress and, and maturity. And I know some people will say, oh, but we need to wear our best for God.
1: which is how I've, I've always heard it. Yeah,
0: like you know and the analogy that I've heard before, and I've used it before is um, if you were going to meet the President of the United States. What would you wear? Now, maybe it's a bad analogy right now because of some people's opinions of our current president, but nevertheless, this is not a political episode. Um, I've, I've wondered recently, why is that the analogy we use when it comes to God? If anything, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray to God, he didn't say, Our president, who art in heaven... The relational metaphor he used was our father. Mm -hmm. And um, no offense to my earthly father, but if I knew I was going to see my dad next week down in Massachusetts, I would not be thinking to myself, oh, I got to dress up in my suit.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you also hear in contrast to that, come as you are. Mm. So um, where's that balance of... You know, there are some people who feel more comfortable wearing suits when they go to church, and I don't think that necessarily be needs to be an issue either. If people want to, great. If people don't want to, great as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just think I'm partly at a place though where I, you know, the attitude. Well, if you want to wear a suit, great, wear a suit. But are we thinking about mission when we insist on that, or might we be willing to say, if what I wear? Is going to potentially make somebody who is not a follower of Jesus feel uncomfortable. Maybe it would be better for me not to wear this dress up thing, this suit, this tie. In fact, you have a quote, Camille, that yeah, so speaks this to this is, very thing.
1: This is by. Because, um, be,
0: well, let me, let me say this because one of the things I often hear in our particular faith community. There's these quotes from this woman named Ellen White, and supposedly she has quotes about wearing your best and dressing up and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's also other statements that she makes that need to be considered as well. So read Yeah, so it. this
1: is by um, a much-read um, mm-hmm. lady um, within our Seventh-day Adventist church, Ellen White, and she says, On Sunday, many popular churches appear more like a theater than like a place for worship of God. Every fashionable dress is displayed there. Many of the poor have not courage to enter such houses of worship. Their plain dress, though it may be neat, is in marked contrast with that of their more wealthy sisters, and this difference causes them to feel embarrassed.
0: Oh, wow. So, in other words, the things that I wear, because I think I'm wearing my best for God, May actually be a hindrance for the gathering of people who do not wear and cannot afford those very things. I mean, you remember Camille, when we were in college, when you went when we went to our church on our college campus, it was like a fashion show, wasn't it?
1: I wouldn't go that far wow well, come I, on I wouldn't go that far, but um, yeah, I mean, I think there are people and, um, I don't mind dressing up here and there either. So, I mean, yeah, I could see why it can definitely turn into, or has been turned into, um, you know, wearing your best to show off your best, I guess. Mm,
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just seems to me that sometimes it can get too distracting. And again, the larger point to me is that, If you're trying to reach people and, and draw them into fellowship, then we shouldn't be making a non-moral issue an issue. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the episode with Ty. All of you probably remember the famous, uh, words from our good friend, Ty Gibson, about the Ty basically being, uh, Symbol of you know manhood, Um, but the reality is that sometimes when we talk about what we wear, again wearing quote unquote our best for God, it's like does God really need us to put on a certain type of clothing? It just seems kind of like arbitrary, and um, like He needs to be appeased. Like why would He care? What we wear, and some people say, Well, if you come into God's presence, you're going to feel humbled and you're going to feel like you don't want to wear some, you know, not your best. And I'm just like, I get the feeling that no matter what I wear, if I'm going into, if, if the analogy is that God is like a president, if the analogy is that God is this holy, glorious, grander, you know, presence. I get a feeling that no matter what I wear, I'm gonna feel pretty inadequate, even if I have like a seven-piece suit on. Is yeah, that a thing? Yeah. Very true. So it's like my my rags that I wear, if that's the argument, will be inadequate no matter what. So I, I just don't think that that like God has this um, attitude that there are certain types of clothing that make Him happier than other clothing.
1: Well, and and not to mention that the clothing that we wear here in the, our Western culture is all very much from our culture. Mm. So our best is completely different from what someone in Africa is mm. their best. And and I always use this analogy that like you know the tie even of itself is just an accessory. Mm-hmm. It serves no purpose. Um, whatsoever. It doesn't hold pants up. It doesn't hold your shirt together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is just all of our Western culture. The tie is kind of like a, a symbol of um, like, I don't know.
0: Well, <laughs> neatness? Formality? Yeah.
1: Formality is probably a good word for it. Um, you know, you wear a tie to formal events Is mm-hmm. in our culture is what is acceptable. Whereas mm-hmm. in other cultures, um, you know, they might just be wearing a covering around like their waist, and that's it mm-hmm. um, for both men so, and women. So it is
0: culturally conditioned. Yes. and certainly, if if our mission was to try to reach like Wall Street executives, I'm probably not going to go to a luncheon with them wearing flip flops and shorts and a t-shirt, right?
1: Yeah, actually, it's interesting because we had a. I mean, kind of along the lines of dress, actually, when I was in college, I was a dean's assistant, and we interviewed people for the deaning job so for the for the woman's uh, for the um the girls' dorm. Yeah. so there was women coming in to interview to be a dean and it was interesting that one of them actually came in wearing a t-shirt, and I don't know if it was jeans or slacks or what, but like and I just remember thinking oh my goodness, she is so underdressed. Um, and then the others who had interviewed came in wearing, you know, suits or, you know, something very dressy. And that was just mm-hmm. culturally. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and who'd you hire?
1: Um, not the one that came in with a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> not, yeah. You know, again, there's just, there's just uh, cultural awareness and sensitivities. And sometimes you wear a suit. Sometimes you dress up. I just, the point is, I don't, I don't think God, like, I think it's a pagan idea. And in fact, idolatrous to think that there are specific items of clothing that God needs as opposed to other types of clothing. And, and like, as I, as I was thinking, and I've heard the analogy that, you know, we can't wear worldly clothing to church. It's like. So tell me, did you get that suit from heaven? It's like, by definition, <laughs> every item of clothing we have is by definition worldly. It is from the world. That's And that's not in a, like, we think of worldly as meaning evil. And yeah, there are ways, there are times in scripture where it does use the term world, like of the world to be in a bad light, but... Um, everything we do is by definition, worldly in the sense that we are a part of this world, and there's art and there's culture and there's fashion and there's clothing. and the suit is no less worldly than the than jeans and t-shirt. Um, so I just I just again, I think the, the the overall point here that we're trying to make is, that if we're going to be a people who are on God's mission and we are going and we're trying to live out the gospel and form communities that live out the gospel I want to seriously appeal to our listeners to not make dress a sticking point I mean we have churches that are are dying by golly, at least people are dressing up in a suit. And it's like, no, I mean, let's well, not major and minors, and let's make sure that we we give an air of inclusiveness and community for our people if we're trying to reach people with that message of the gospel and inclusivity.
1: And I think whether we, we like it or not or whether we want to admit it or not, um, the way you dress is what people see first. Mm-hmm you know, before you even speak, um, it kind of tells them like, I'm going to be accepted. I may not be accepted. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't say everything, but it does say something. I should say that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so your appearance can help make people feel more comfortable. Now, Mm -hmm. am I saying Mm -hmm. go out and wear your Daisy Dukes or, you know,
0: Maybe I don't know what Daisy Dukes are, but maybe.
1: Okay, no. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm saying if you're trying to reach people who wear Daisy Dukes, what are Daisy Dukes?
1: Oh, just super short cut off shorts. You're offending shorts. everyone
0: listening who no, no. wears Daisy Dukes.
1: No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying we need to like go crazy, but just you know to keep in mind that appearances send a message of. Of I'm welcoming or I'm not welcoming in some Mm -hmm. way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, bottom line, just exegete your culture and know who you're trying to reach. And uh, simply saying we're trying to reach everybody means you're reaching nobody. And if you're trying to create an environment when you gather together as God's people that says, hey, we want you here, then not only do you need to say, we don't care what you wear, but I would think that you need, you yourself need to dress down to make other people feel comfortable and say, I'm approachable. And, uh, I just know in my experience that when I'm all dressed up, I'm harder, you know, I'm not as approachable. And, uh, so anyway, that's, that's, just kind of what we're thinking on the subject and stay tuned to see how things stay tuned to see if I'm still wearing a suit.
1: You might be in flannel next week. I might be in flannel (laughs) next week
0: when I get up to speak. And uh, there's that
1: kind of this on running joke that when um, my brother came up to interview here, uh, was it for, I think it was was for for residency. residency, I think for residency, he came up to one of the hospitals and the person that interviewed him, had a flannel shirt on and a ginormous Chewbacca, um, <laughs>
0: figure, uh, like figurine or yeah, whatever. like
1: cardboard cutout.
0: And again, if you're listening, whoever that person is <laughs> and you're wearing Daisy Dukes as well, it's like,
1: <laughs> no. So, so yeah, just it's up just here in the North. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a little bit of a, different, I mean, culture, we have a huge, different vibe.
0: We have a huge statue, like probably 20 feet, 30 feet high in downtown Bangor of Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. This is like Lumberjack, you know, central here great in Northern great place Maine. to live. Great place to Maine. Except
1: not this time of year.
0: Well, no, it is a good place. It's a great place this time of year. All right. So have we gone on enough here, Camille? Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, listeners, please send your warm weather this way. And, um,
0: and invite Camille to speak in Australia. She and- has dates open.
1: <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. This has been Mission Lab.
0: Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergang. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.